Hi. Hi. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Cheers. Welcome Cheers. to this edition of Road Trippin'. I'm Allie Clifton. He is Ooh. Channing Fry, <laughs> feeling good about himself. Yes, he uh, is. And he's Richard Jefferson. Why is your you service guys... like that? My service? Oh, is it bad? Oh, well, it was. Sorry. It's all right. Um, let's start this episode congratulating um, Richard. The last time we spoke, we wished him well at the six-man tournament, and apparently it turned out well for the sponsor himself. How did yes. it go? Let's do a recap. How should we do a six-man recap? For all the people that don't know, and I've been trying to explain it to people, um, six-man is the volleyball version of like the Rucker Park, right? New York is the mecca of basketball. Uh, Manhattan Beach is the mecca of volleyball. And once a year, they throw uh, a two-day six-man on the beach. Typically, volleyball is played two, three, four on the beach. But six-man is an indoor sport. So I've been sponsoring a team, uh, women's team, the Soho Women's. Uh, shout out my girl, Nikki Jagged. I always mess up her names, J-A-G-D. Uh, but she's been running the team, doing a great job. Uh, this is our second year being in the finals on the men's and the women's. We went 0 for 2, uh, which is, again, like, uh, look, we're at competitors, competitors, but getting to the finals is still cool. But our women's team won. It was the first time they've ever won. Um, we won the party, which you guys know. We won the tournament, and we won. We win the party every year, but we won the tournament finally. Uh, so shout out. Uh, great squad of people. Our men's team is coming. We're, we're, I can honestly say we were not the better team. Uh, we lost, uh, but we were hoping Where's for Chase? a little magic and we didn't get it. What? Where's Chase Buttinger? Chase was in the AVP. Uh, that's the thing. Some of our horses, <laughs> some of our horses were playing in Atlanta. Chase went to the finals in, uh, with the AVP. Him and his guy, Miles. How about that? Yeah, that's what that guy's like, like yeah. some of our typical horses on the men's side. We'd had Reed Pretty before. We had had uh, some different, but Nick Lucena was on our team. We had some great players uh, on our back line. We just, we just didn't finish it. We got nothing, but we enjoyed it. Our women won, so the men got the rage with the women as a collective Soho <laughs> party. Again, like I said, Soho owns the beach. I would love for anyone associated with any other team to tell me otherwise and prove it. This is our third wow. finals as a men. Congratulations uh, on being the best second place team on the men's side. And then also to your women. That's exciting. You guys are like the um, 90s Buffalo Bills. <laughs> well, technically our women's team won. And uh, so we are champions. Soho Yoga. Wait, what do you mean champion. technically? What do you mean technically they won? Well, I'm saying like he, I can still say we won when the women's team won. I can say we. I can say I. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can okay. still say I as the sponsor of their team for eight consecutive years. I can say that I slash we won, even though I give them all the credit. A lot of newcomers, they were amazing. Shout out to uh, April Ross for working on that back line. It was really, really impressive. Um, they were, they were. They were really, really. What goes impressive. into a sponsorship package? I think Joe's oh, I'm going into a straight sponsorship package. No, look, Vince Vaughn came out and gave some inspirational speeches. Um, no, man, no it, was, big deal. It, was, it was it was a beautiful thing. Um, I don't even know what else to really say about it. Other what than entails we're awesome. a sponsorship package? Like what entails? Yeah. What do you have to do? What do you have to do? Um, what do you have to do? You got to make hats. 
Party. We got, we got, we, first of all, you get gear. And hang one on, things- hang on, hang on, time out. <laughs> Richard, did you do anything of it? Or are you just taking credit for being a sponsor? <laughs> I do it The person all. who writes the checks gets the trophy first. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen any professional uh, championship, but like before we touch that trophy, for, the owner touches the trophy. Yeah. We're okay. like, what, what goes into this? Richard's like, huh, what goes into it? Yeah. Well, oh, okay, so there's different people. They're, they're different people that have that have different um, that have different responsibilities. Let's just say that. Let's just say that everyone has different responsibilities. Um, so I, I, I don't, you know, he don't know. What does the sponsorship check look, look like? You know, look, everyone has different responsibilities, right? Like for instance, April Ross and Nick and Nikki had just they're both pregnant. Um, Alex Kleiman, their gold medalist in the Olympics, I, she just had a baby. So they were coaches. They were they were they were coaches. Yeah. Me as the sponsor, I make sure that they are fed. So we do a party <laughs> at Vista. We do a party at Vista for the meet and greet. Everyone gets a team, men and women's team, sponsors. We do shirts, we do hats. Um, we make there sure we everything's go. good. I take care of the bar tab at Shellback. You know what that means, Channing. Um, fifty dollars. Yeah, fifty dollars. There's forty people raging for two days. Then what do you we mean, do the- Channing? I was told last week that last year's six man sold eleven thousand Fanta shots in two days. Oh shit! 11, yeah, not we eleven thousand dollars. Eleven thousand shots. Yeah, we were responsible for probably a few hundred of those. I can say At that ten dollars a shot. Yes. Oh, they're ten dollars. So, so that that's my responsibility. But you want to know what my favorite responsibility is now? None. Hmm. We get to pick out the championship gear. So right now we're going through, we need championship hats. We need championship sweatshirts. Uh, you know, there might have been, you know, a conversation between me and Nikki about maybe some championship rings. I don't know. It's all up in the air right now. We got to pay some of these bills. We got to do some of these things. Uh, but yeah, that's what Soho's on. So that's my responsibility. You will see me in a championship Soho Yoga six-man gear as the owner sponsor uh, of the team. Why don't you just get everyone leather jackets with like patches they can put on it? <laughs> well, this is the thing. So our budget got a little out of whack on, on the, on our budget got a little out of whack. So we might have to dial it back. We're still, we're still working through the budget and what's the most efficient way. Uh, yeah. so hoodie, uh, we're going we're, we're to get, we're going to get to that. So right now it, it's me and Nikki, you know, we've been, we, we've been the OGs in this. Cause what happened was they won it. And I was thinking about sponsoring a women's team. We, I was still on Fletch long story. Either way, I see her out at the bars and she's like, we won. I was like, Oh, that's dope. Congratulations. I'm like, what, what's the name of your team? Like, do you have a sponsor? She's like, we don't have a sponsor. And I was like, wait, you want it and you don't have a sponsor. Well, that's a wrap. Here we go. That's the team. Come on over here. And they've been to, they've been to a few finals. They've had some great years, but this is the first year they won. So, yeah, I get to walk around Soho Yoga as a, you know, ninety percent of our clientele is women. So the fact that we won the women's tournament makes me excited. Men's are coming. No pun intended. Hey, congratulations, Richard. Nice. Congratulations. Seriously, Allie, what did you do? Um, yeah, what did you I do, Allie? To... Tell us about your weekend. <laughs> I went to Chicago and I went to Lollapalooza uh, for the second time. How was that? How long? Oh, I got got crunk with um, Shaq. Shaq, DJ Diesel, was fucking phenomenal. Excuse my language. You got what with who? Shaq is so good at DJing. And I don't know if you saw this, but he posted his... 
the festival that he did. He was at six o'clock on Friday night and it was the largest festival he had performed in front of. He is so good. I am That's telling it. you the entire park. It was packed. It was so full. Uh, so wait, so you him, said you got Clark. drunk? <laughs> I got crazy. You know, I had a lot of fun with my uh, college teammate. So went to that and then saw Kendrick Lamar at night and then just kind of raged in Chicago on Saturday. He's so good. That was my first time actually seeing him live. I think yeah. he was at Coachella and I missed him, I believe. No, he came out as a guest at Coachella and I missed that because I wasn't obviously at that artist at the time. So, Allie, is that a new anyways, tattoo? Phenomenal. Are you a fan of Stranger Things? No, why? It says 11. Oh, can you stop observing? Yeah, he's being real creepy. He's being real can we creepy. Actually, can we actually have this conversation? Because Rich saw this tattoo at yoga. Yeah. And it says 11, but then there's ones. And Rich wanted to have this full-on conversation about it being 11-11. I was like, did you go to... Uh, I, I, you know, 11-11 is a lucky thing. You know, so I, I didn't know if she had just been She's to Miami. numerology. I didn't know if she went to Miami and had just gone to a certain club and had such a great time. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I've heard about some of your stories at that club. My um, story, no, guys, no. the devil's den. That's mm. the, eleven in Miami is the devil's den. Is right. The devil's yeah. den. Go so once. I've been told. Go once. Uh, Go once. Channing. So from one Hall of Fame weekend to the next, how about yours? You were just in a tent for a week. Dude, yeah, I was uh, the opposite of taking Fanta shots. Uh, I was in the woods like Aaron Rodgers uh, doing ayahuasca. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Every year I go out like four hours. We drive with like 25 other people and uh, we go sit in the woods for a week, camp, boat, teach my kids how to wakeboard, people ski. We drink, sit by the fire, read books. Go on hikes. I don't. What I book don't did you read? Hiking shit. What book did you read, Channing? Wine uh, books don't one. count. It's a wine book. Ah, <laughs> wine books don't count. Wine books. What do you mean don't they don't count? count? This is all. Just, there's no pictures. It's actually a really good book. Uh, just about the different varietals, and this is a great writer. Um, I think he was with, dude. Uh, We're gonna have to edit I think out. He was with the New York Times, but. Yeah, your guys' internet sucks. What is your name, by the way? Anal Prober. Oh! <laughs> I just I can't I, even I see you guys. Way. You just anything you see, you just have to do it phonetically. Just do it phonetically, and you'll figure it out quickly. But it said right. a period. Oh, got it. Okay, anal probe. Oh, <laughs> Prober, okay. not probe. Over. Wait, guys, where's your internet? My internet's great. Rich's looks great. Yours is the only one that looks a little behind. What? Speaking, speaking of behind. <laughs> but I'm Guys, okay. my internet is literally wired in from the box. I'm looking right at it. This is business class internet. Y'all are on okay. the <laughs> Calling all road trippers. We all know the problem with fads. They come and go. So when it comes to weight management plans, you need a long-term solution, and that's Noom. For some people, eating is an emotional experience. So when it comes to managing your weight, it makes sense that Noom has taken a psychology-based approach. This helps you to build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. Using both science and personalization, Noom helps you manage your weight for the long term. 
The best part is you decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Based on a sample of almost 5,000 Noomers, 98% said Noom helped to change their habits and behaviors for good. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The bottom line is road trippers, Noom's changing how the world thinks about weight loss. So sign up for your free trial today at Noom.com. Again, head to N-O-O-M.com and sign up for your free trial today. Hey, road trippers, Channing and I love our dogs and want them to have the best food and nutrition available. So that's why we feed our pups food from the farmer's dog. Whether you have a young puppy or a senior who's seen multiple decades, any dog person like me knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet. The farmer's dog helps keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with them. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from human-grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. It's the best option for dogs at all stages of life because it's not kibble, it's not canned goo, it's real food. The farmer's dog isn't just higher quality food. They also send the food pre-proportioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It doesn't matter if your dog is young or old, it's always the right time to begin investing in their health helping you both live more healthy, happy, and full years together. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at farmersdog.com slash roadtrippin. Plus, you'll get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash roadtrippin to get 50% off your first box of food. That's thefarmersdog.com slash roadtrippin. Hungry road trippers, now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. For our first meal kits, Richard Channing and myself all selected Factor's Calorie Smart portion meals that average about 550 calories per serving. We're all as busy as ever, and it's nice to know we can prepare a delicious and nutritious ready-to-eat meal in less than two minutes. Plus, I needed an extra boost to support my wellness goal this summer, so I opted to try their Protein Plus meals. This added 30 grams of protein or more per serving, and the meals, they're delicious. So what are you waiting for, road trippers? Head to factormeals.com slash roadtrippin50 and use our code roadtrippin50 to get 50% off. That's code roadtrippin50 at factor.com slash roadtrippin50 to get 50% off today. Okay, we are going to turn our Hall of Fame weekends into the actual Hall of Fame weekend. Um, yeah, it's your internet, Channing. Someone just, 100%. Jeremiah just posted. Um, okay, to the Did actual really? Hall of Fame weekend. That is this Saturday, the 2023 Hall of Fame Enshrinement Ceremony. Um, is Saturday, August 12th. And so, uh, just to kind of recap the names, Dirk, Becky Hammond, D. Wade, the 76 Women's Olympic Hoops team, um, Gene Best, Pau Gasol, Tony Parker, Gary Blair, Greg Popovich, some of the names that will be inducted this weekend. So I thought we'd do like a fun little Hall of Fame episode um, before we also finish our Truth or Trash from last week. And then Channing, you brought up uh, the fun video from Rick Barry going on a rant about, la about I'm sorry, his era versus today's era. Where yeah. do you guys want to start? Should we start with the Hall of Fame stuff or should we get into it with the Rick Barry stuff first? Uh, Hall of Fame stuff. Okay. So, um, one, the class in general. Congratulations to them, of course. I'm going to just put it out there for the both of you because you faced some of these guys and others, obviously, over your careers who have already been inducted to the Hall of Fame. What made going against a Hall of Famer so tough? The ultimate green light. <laughs> 
<laughs> it, it, it wasn't always up to you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't like the going game was against not... or playing with. No, going against both, both. Okay. Look, look, because you can play the best defense possible and do everything that you'd practice on a scout. You're not guarding Dirk. Like, no. what, what are you supposed to do? Like, you're just like, you're, and I'm seven, he's a t- taller than me. I'm seven foot, and he's shooting that fadeaway. And I'm like, coach, what, like, and then Rick Carlisle has him run all these different plays. It's not like he's a one-on-one guy. But, like, he can get to a spot and just go. So, it's like you got to get a screen by Sean Marion or Tyson Chandler or Jason Kidd. Like, he's playing with really smart players, and he's a team guy. So, like, every game he's ever played, I think he came out at the six-minute mark. So, like, the first couple plays of the game, it's him. He got a quick six, quick seven. And then he's like, you're like, okay, I got a rhythm. And then he goes and sits for 10 minutes. And then you're like, shit, I'm exhausted. And then he comes back in. Co, 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 co. But and he got 20 at half. And so you're like, shit. <laughs> like, that's, 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 that, yeah. They're, they're, that, that's really what it is with a Hall of Famer. And like, you got to be with a Hall of Famer to have that offset, right? It's like, there's nothing you can really do to stop LeBron. There's nothing you can do to stop Steph. There's nothing you can do to stop Giannis. All of these guys. Whether, whether it was, there's two different types of Hall of Famers. There's the, I'm that dude. And then I think there's the other dudes, like, let's say like a Tony Parker that contributed so much for so long to high levels of success. Was Tony Parker ever a first or, I think he might've been second team NBA when they won a lot of games, but like Tony Parker, I think was a five-time All-Star. Like D Wade's a 13-time All-Star. There is, there's yeah. levels to it. But Tony, Tony Parker has never greatest. been the best guard in the NBA, but Tony Parker led the league in points in the paint. So, like, yeah. he he's, one, he's one of the great point so guards of this generation. Well. It's crazy. One of the great point guards of this generation, 100%. Did he benefit from having Tim Duncan on his team? Damn right. Did he carry his weight with Tim Duncan on his team? Damn right. Same with Manu. That's why these guys are all Hall of Famers and why me and Channing are podcasters, right? Like, that's that's the point of it. <laughs> And, and, and so well, it's like, look, it now, just so. Hall of Famers are different. There's there's levels to it. Um, there's certain guys like Tim Duncan was, you know, first team All NBA's rookie year, right? That was that guy. Dirk, Braun, um, who else is in the Popovich? We know what he's done. Like, there's just so many guys. It's like to say the Hall of Fame is created equal. That's why the Basketball Hall of Fame is one of the most unique Hall of Fames of all the sports because it's not the NFL Hall of Fame. There's the the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Anything that you do not in NFL or not in Major League Baseball, none of it counts. For the for the Basketball Hall of Fame, you can be a great college player. You can be a great Olympian. You can be all of these things, and it all gets lumped together into like one beautiful Hall of Fame. But respectfully, the, the, the Hall of Fame, and please, people, don't say this. It is very difficult to get in from a strict player's number standpoint into baseball. Like there are MVPs that are not in the baseball hall of fame. Yeah. And it's not just one. There is, there's a few guys that are, have won the MVP. And if you win an MVP in basketball, you're in the hall of fame. If you win an MVP in football, you're all in the hall of fame. Is there someone basketball wise so far that is eligible to be in the hall of fame, but is not in your eyes that should be in the hall of fame. I'm saying like, obviously current players, ex- obviously excluding all that, but guys that should be, that aren't in it yet. Can can I say the, can I say, this is going to give me a trouble. I would say this, and there's been conversations and this and that Sean Marion 
while he's a very unique player, he kind of was talking, I think it was recently they were talking about that seven seconds or less team being disrespected uh, because the way the game has changed and, and they weren't giving credit as innovators because they didn't go far enough and win a championship. But I think when you look at, there's probably a lot of, I think Robert Ori, in my opinion, as a champion deserves because he was an, a huge part, hit big shots in every single one of those from when he was young in Houston till he was at the end of his career in San Antonio. Right. The man made big shots with Lakers, big shots. It was constant. I think as a champion, and if that's what we're going to award, like I would, I would reward that. But I do think there are guys that like Sean Marion who helped change the way the game was being played at the time. They were very, very successful. You know, if you look at his total numbers, points, rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals, there's not many people that have reached that total number that he has. Now, is he a Hall of Famer? That ain't up to me. But there are guys that when you look at some of the other criteria of players that have made it in, there's probably a few guys that you wouldn't think are, are necessarily Hall of Famers, but definitely can uh, deserve some consideration. Yeah, I think it's kind of weird. Like, what is the criteria? And then what are you – are you talking about, like, impactfulness? Are you saying, did this player get everything out of his body that could – was he transformative for the game, right? I mean, mm-hmm. here's a probably uh, – my one of my favorite players of all time to just watch because he was the opposite of me was Zach Randolph. Like, I don't understand, like – how he moves so it seems so slow, but he was dominating at in every place that he ever went. And when they needed him to play defense, he was on that grindhouse team. Like, so it's just like, what what is he? He was dominant in Portland. He was dominant in New York. He was dominant for the Clippers. He was dominant for Memphis. Like, he's just to me, he's one of those guys that made the league in the early 2010s, 2000s. Like, so amazing, especially at that power forward position. Now, here's a question. Here's a question. And this is, I know this is our guy, and so I want us to be unbiased. If Kevin were to retire tomorrow, is he a Hall of Famer? I would say, I would say yes. Now, here's why. I would, I, I, I would say, I would, I would lean on the yes side. And, my, and, and from this, as a champion, as a multi-time all-star, I do believe he has a gold. Was he on the redeem team? Yep. As a gold medalist. A gold medal. uh, maybe a world champion too. Like when you start yeah. looking at that champion, gold medal, five or six time all-star, like a lot of the things, like five time all-star, he, yep. Five time all-star. I'm saying a lot of the sacrifices he made was in order to win a championship. Like Kevin could have gone and been a nine ten all star, a nine ten time all star, and played in Minnesota, been to the playoffs twice over the course of his career, and people would be like, "That's a Hall of Famer, ten time all star." Look at his numbers, and you're like, or he could be a five six time all star, be in the finals multiple years, win a championship, win a gold medal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. I would I would lean on the side of Kevin's had you know you know, a Hall of Fame career are very, 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 very close in that. And that's my opinion. Um, Do you remember early in Minnesota? And this is this is the truth. There was an argument if Kevin was the best power forward in the league. Yes. So like, I know people forget, but but Chubby Kevin was a monster. 
right? It was Think Blake, of Kevin. <laughs> yeah, it was Blake and and Lamarcus and him. Yeah. There was a lot of conversations about that. And like, the damn, fact that who Kev, would you take, right? Yeah, and that the fact that Kev went to a spot, changed his game, kind of like Chris Bosch did, changed his game, and at times might have been the odd man out because of what was asked of him. Right. Isn't that what being a champion is? Isn't that what like I'm gonna sacrifice my individual greatness for team greatness? And so yeah. I, I would give him I would give him a nod, I think, at the end of his career at the power forward, what he's done, his numbers that he's gonna potentially hit, twenty thousand points, X amount of whatever. Kevin averaged nineteen and twelve in six seasons in Minnesota. Nineteen <laughs> and twelve, ni- uh eighty two percent from the free throw line. Yeah. As a forty-nine percent forward in the Western Conference, so the Western Conference was Lamarcus, mm. Powell, uh, Ron Artest in, in in Sacramento, right? Then you have Chris Kamen and Elton Brown, Zach Randolph, Mark Gasol, Powell Gasol, Bynum, uh, Amari, Carlos Boozer, Mehmet Okur. Then you and have was- Dirk, Tim. Then you have who was on the Rockets? Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Carl Landry was nice, but he's not, you know, he's not on that list. Then we had, um, oh, David West. Then we have Steven Jackson and Bertans and Matt Barnes and Golden State, right? So, like, there, yeah, there, there was, was a, a lot. beast. There was a so, lot. Look, and to be doing 19 and 12. And that, and that was in his yeah. first six years. That was in his first six years of his career was 19 and 12. And then he went to Cleveland, changed his game, became more primitive. Arm. We know we didn't throw the ball to Kevin in the post, right? Like we, he yeah. might've got yeah. some second quarter touches. And that's one of the reasons why Kevin, like Kevin did struggle. Admittedly, he struggled that first year trying to figure it out because it was like, he was that dude at UCLA final four. That's another thing. When you start talking about, because basketball oh. hall of fame is all of your basketball career combined. He went to the Hall of Fame. He was either the number one player in the country coming out of high school. I think they went undefeated. I'm saying like all of these things go into the pot. So I I think Kevin, even though his career is not done, still has a large chance. Who's the toughest player, Hall of Fame player, that is already in the Hall of Fame? Not the ones that obviously will go in in years to come that you guys faced individually. Oh, uh... Shaq, Dirk, uh, and then that's at my position. Shaq and Dirk, and then guard wise, like I had no, like I, I couldn't do nothing with D Wade when he was in D Wade mode. Like he was just too quick when he was healthy. He was too big. I had never seen a man move like that. Yeah, like it just. Well, it I was just going to ask what made him so difficult. Dude, he's big. He's a big guard, and then like. He looks like he's not moving fast. He Euro-stepped me so much. I looked to see if I was out of bounds. He Euro-stepped me so hard. I said, oh, shit, I must. I ain't never seen nothing like that. Hey, you know who was cold? And obviously, Tim Duncan's up there, right? The greatest power forward of all time. Ginobili is one of the most underrated guys. Like, you talk about, I didn't know what move he was going to do. But he mm. when, when it was winning time, Ginobili was was like a monster. We were like double team the shit out of this guy because he's gonna win this game. Whether you're down ten or fifteen, he was gonna make a play. Uh, who are you most looking forward to going go into the Hall of Fame? Uh, Not this weekend, or it could be this weekend. It could be. 
Uh, I would say careers that I'm looking forward to. Obviously, Braun's the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Paul's going to do his thing. I'm curious if we say Kevin is a Hall of Famer, is Amari Stoudemire, right? I mean, not as long as career, but, you know, still mm-hmm. huge impact. Getting his number retired in Phoenix. My teammate played with him. Uh, I want to see what happens with these three players. Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid, right? I think whether we know this or not, they have given life back into that center position. Um, And for me, I'm excited to see how they battle. They've all taken turns of like, you're MVP, I'm MVP, you're MVP. Like, you win, I win. Now is Embiid going to win? Like, what's happening with those three big guys? Because I feel like those guys right now are the three most dominant players in the NBA more than and this is going to sound crazy, I think more than KD, more than Steph, um, individually, more than anyone, those three players are the most unstoppable in today's game. Oh, what the weird thing is, though, are we going to see Philly versus Milwaukee against each other? I don't know, man. I think that's what I'm saying. It depends like, on the health of Boston. would see those battles. Like when yeah. LeBron and Steph were battling for fucking world supremacy, you <laughs> knew that they were going to meet. It didn't matter. Like again, there were some hiccups, there was some this, but it was like at the end of the day, that's what you were going to see. And there were roster changes, whatever. But it was those two. I want to see Giannis versus Embiid. I like. I want to see Giannis versus Embiid. I don't think I don't. And Jokic doesn't have to deal with either of those two unless he gets to the finals, and that ain't his problem, right? That's not his problem. But yeah, I think those three are the most dominant guys. Like, you know, I, I I think LeBron is still a top five guy, but I think if you had to say like physically, like health wise, like, you know, Embiid is probably, you know, maybe on the outside looking in health wise. But those three big boys, shit. I don't know. You know I don't know if LeBron is top five right now. And that's my guy. Right now. That's a lot for a 38, going to be a 30, top 10, top 15. Absolutely. A top five guy to me is somebody that does it 70 plus games in his dominant, dominant. And I just don't know. Now, here's why I say I don't know. We, you can't ask that of him anymore. That's too much to ask of a 39-year-old guy when you want him to play 100 games into the season and then end up having to guard Jokic or having to guard Aaron Gordon or Murray. So, you know, who should be the most dominant on that team, and we talk about this all the time, is Anthony Davis. He should be a top five guy. I agree. Is Anthony Davis... I, I, think, that's, I think that's like a, a no-brainer fact. But it's whether or not he will be, is the question. You don't think it's Anthony... Not... No, hold on, hold on. Wait, Allie. Yeah. You, Richard, you would say Unless... right now, top to bottom healthy... You're going to get 75 to 82 games. If you had five picks, Anthony Davis would not be one of your five picks. So, okay, Jokic, Giannis. No, I think it's – no, no, no. Anthony Davis KD. Anthony Davis, 100% is close to that, without a doubt. The problem is you added a caveat that is his right. number one problem. Right, totally. Right? That's <laughs> that was my problem. point. Right, so, right, right. Okay. That's a big one. Let's say this. Hypothetically – if Vanderbilt can shoot 45% from three, the Lakers can win the championship. Right. And you're like, well, that's the one thing that you have questions about. Or like, you know, if D'Angelo Russell can be an all-defensive player for this series, 
And you're like, well, right. that's not really his strong point. And that's no knock. That's no knock on Anthony Davis. It's just the reality of the situation is that you can't get you're going 75 games from him. That's like saying, look, if the if, if Zion Williamson is healthy for 75 games, the Pelicans are a top three seed. Well, yeah, I think they're a top four seed. The problem is he hasn't been healthy for 75 games combined, you know, over the course of his career. And, and okay, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. But ultimately, what we're seeing is Channing's playing with his, his, his uh, why are you licking it, bro? Like it's a paper. I don't that's know my thing. It's like when you add blemish. caveats that are the one issue for the player, that's where I think it can get a little wonky. And yes, is he a top five talent? He's been that since the moment that dude showed up in the league. We're going to get back to um, the current NBA in the next episode. So we're just going to finish this episode really quick on a Hall of Fame note. If you guys were both entered into the Hall of Fame, who would be your speech? Who would be your presenter? I, probably honestly, I'd probably it's, it's... probably Michael Jordan. <laughs> probably, probably Michael. Um, you know, I, I say it from the standpoint is that there's only him, maybe Bill Russell, that fully understand what it's like, this level of greatness. Um that that we have collectively achieved um no i honestly probably ronald mcdonald because if i got into the hall of fame it'd be a fucking cloud show there's no there's no like they better hope that this broadcasting thing doesn't last another 20 years then you should have bozo because ronald media. isn't a clown uh ronald mcdonald's 100 a clown he's not a clown yeah what is he what yes is he? he's a clown what where are you ronald from? mcdonald is not a clown what is he is he I never pictured him to be a clown. Do you know what who Ronald McDonald is? Yeah, the McDonald's. The okay, red. what is with the red hair? What is he? What else does he in have? The gigantic that boots is that and the clown? red nose. What is? Yes. What is a? <laughs> oh my god, that's going viral. I don't, that's going I, fucking okay. viral. There no is way. another episode of road tripping. <laughs> Good that's God Almighty! I'm Richard Allison. Oh wow! He's really a okay. We're gonna or Channing. Who is your who is your presenter? Ronald McDonald. We are not editing that. We <laughs> are not, not just, editing none. Of I just that. think of him as McDonald. I don't think of him as a clown. Uh, it's Mr. Such, McDonald. It's I Mr. think it's because McDonald. when you talk about it, Rich, you add so much sarcasm that I always just think of like a clown being such a negative connotation. And oh. this is a fact that no, I'm like, Ronald is awesome. I like Ronald McDonald. Like, what? Ronald He's is not a awesome. Clown. Ronald is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not there's yeah. not a knock on Ronald. I'm saying I am the clown there. I am the clown in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I would have <laughs> the world's most famous clown introduce. See how me. I spun that around? Nice Annie, try. But nice try. Well, I'll I'll play with you. <laughs> I'm just gonna go by who got me the biggest paycheck, and that's Steve Nash. So I would have Steve Nash to um, go do it. He would one. tell stories about how cheap I was, but literally I was on veteran minimum, motherfuckers. They kept making me pay for bills and my shit would bounce. That was Nate McMillan's fault. That also is true. You know who would be really good for the both of you if you guys both went at the same time? Kevin Love. Um, Kevin Lovey? Hey, I'm not holding Oh, when Kevin goes into the Hall of Fame, you two. No, he needs somebody presenter. that's already in there. No, no, no. no. Is that what they would not let us near the there. That shows you how much I know. You need someone that's in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I. Pretty sure you do. I don't, oh, I don't, well, again, neither of us are familiar with it. Uh, let's yeah, take I this would, clown show to the next episode. Bye. <laughs> it's another edition of Richard.